Wings for the game. Boom. Cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom. Cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great Well, welcome back to the last edition of the Straight from the Source of this 2022-23 season. Um, very happy to be joined by Bill Guerin, the Wilds general manager, and a busy uh, next couple days for uh, Bill and, and the Minnesota Wild. Not only is development camp started on Thursday, uh, but the Wilds uh, finally, after much, much hype for the last couple months, the crazy game of hockey uh, charity event uh, all weekend goes on, uh, starting with a red carpet event at Pantages with bunch of musical acts and stand-up comedy on Friday night and then on Saturday the game at 12.30 p.m. and then uh, all ki- uh, climaxed over at the Armory with uh, OAR and Corey Wong uh, playing a concert. That's going to be an absolute blast and huge number of players coming in, actors, musicians, uh, uh, current and former Minnesota Wild players, other NHL players, Greg Ostertag, a seven foot two guy on skate that played for the Utah Jazz forever. Um, it's going to be a fun uh, weekend here, Billy. Yeah, it should be. Um, yeah, development camp kicked off today. Uh, just medicals and testing. I think the kids are going over to Lord Fletcher's now for some beach volleyball right. and um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a great week for those for those guys, uh, just to learn about uh, you know who who the Minnesota Wild are and you know what what we have to offer as an organization, what what we want to be, what kind of how we operate, and see the surrounding areas and and what their you know their their future could look like. So um, it's not a ton of work for me, I will admit. Yeah, the the, the development guys, Brad Bombardier, Matt Hendricks, Cody McLeod. Um, 
they do they do a, a fantastic job of you know putting the whole thing together. Taylor Cashman does a lot of the travel and bringing the kids in and making sure they are where they're supposed to be. So there's a lot of lot of, a lot of hands on deck for that one and. Um, so I just get to watch, which right. is which is nice. And then uh, the the whole weekend, uh, the crazy game of hockey weekend is going to be, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm still Whitey uh, Andrew Hate did not. I don't, I, he must have lost my number because I didn't get the call for the game. Um, <laughs> so I'm still a little perplexed about that one. Um, but we'll 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 figure that out in his next yeah. contract negotiations uh, and uh yeah he must have an unlimited budget for this by the way because my lord the number of players that are flying in and out of here i can't imagine it's all on their own dime well um you know what i mean look at helping out in certain situations like that helps get guys here yeah and it's that's what we want we've we've got a we've got a strong alumni we've got guys that want to be a part of it and they love playing here they loved living here and and we have to grow it you know, we want to keep the guys that the guys that have played for our our team. We we want to keep them involved and in, in a part of it. It's it's uh, you know obviously Minnesota's great hockey tradition, no matter where you play. But when you play here for the National Hockey League team, it, it's it's special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing. We we talked a couple months ago, and I had Mark Roberts from OAR on on the podcast about just the importance of. Of developing a strong alumni, and uh, it's really cool the relationship that uh, that Andrew Height has with uh, with Mark for the lead center of OAR to get this thing off the ground. Again, if you want tickets to this whole weekend, uh, you can go to wild.com slash crazy game, um, and uh, you can buy tickets for all three events or uh, each individual event, and it's going to be an absolute blast. If you want larger groups, uh, go to 651-222-9453, extension one, to get that. All proceeds for this uh, goes to the Minnesota Wild. Um foundation and uh by the way you, you mentioned taylor getting everybody over here um like what goes into getting a danil you over here right now in today's yeah i mean it, it's got to be a bunch of hoops yeah right? i mean it's just the same you know immigration process that you you know you go through for all the kids from europe but coming from russia it's just it's just a little more touch and go mm -hmm. you know you never know how it's going to go on a on a you know from day to day so um but he's here i had a great conversation with him this morning um, you know, well, back to it, like Taylor, uh, Chris O'Hearn work hard on the immigration part, the travel part, the, the, the plane tickets and all that is, is, you know, difficult, uh, as it is, you just got to make sure you get all the right flights and things for guys that, that work and piecing it all together. So it's, it's a lot. Um, but I, I had a good conversation with Danilla this morning and the difference a year makes, in a, in a young man's life, like he's taking English once a week. And I had a last year, he, we, we, we couldn't really communicate. Have a, yeah. Communicate, have a conversation. I had a full, full blown conversation with him mm -hmm. today. It's just incredible. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's good to see. He's excited to be here. I'm excited to, you know, have all these kids here. They're, they're, they're great. They're invested. They're they're fun to be around. So it's good. With Europe, I mean, uh, just the fact that he only signed the one year extension in Russia and then comes to development camp, that's got to make you really believe that that you're going to be able to get not only him but Husandinov Ogren to come over next summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're all excited to come over. Um, you know, and and 
you know, that's what we want. We mm-hmm. want guys that are motivated and want to be here and excited about it. And, and um, I, I think that's what we have. Because I even think for you, you know, Wild fans, they hear about how great your prospect pool and obviously you're just coming off a draft where you added to that. Um, but but you want to see the fruits of that labor too. And, and the reality is a lot of your really high-end prospects are the players that haven't turned North American pro yet. You know, the right. Hunter hates the, the Europeans over there. So I'm sure, you know, you too, it's like, all right, let's, let's get them over yeah, here and get yeah. going here. No, it, it is. I, I'm, I, I guess I haven't been this excited for a development camp in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just get to see all these guys and, and yeah, we're, we're looking forward to them uh, getting here and starting their, you know, their, their pro career in North America. And, um, but you know what? You gotta gotta have patience, yeah, and, and wait, and and you know that'll that's the best thing. So we can't, we just don't want to rush anything, and and just yeah, just be patient. But it's fun to have them here. Uh, a couple open practices if Wild fans want to go, and you got to go online, and their tickets are free, but you got to reserve. Um, and that's uh, on Friday, uh, nine forty-five a.m. and ten tw- and ten forty-five a.m. and also on Sunday. Uh, 920 and 1045 if you want to if you want to come and check that out um, let's talk about the draft uh, well actually let me ask you like it, the on ice sessions as a GM and development camp in the summer do you even really <laughs> like I mean does that like obviously you want to see the skill and the speed and the talent but but in terms of taking any stock in it you're not making a no. breaking a prospect right now no, right? I told them yeah. I told them this morning this is not an evaluation mm-hmm. Um. This is this is for developmental purposes only. Um, when you get to training camp, rookie tournament and training camp, that's an evaluation. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is this is all about learning. Um, you know, learning about the organization that drafted you or is trying to sign you, um, the city that you're possibly going to be living in one day, um, how to be a better pro. This is about development. This is not a, a an evaluation camp. Um, the, uh, I wouldn't even have them skate if I had it my right. way. Some teams don't, Some right? teams don't. Yep. Um, Bomber and I have had some conversations about that because I really feel like development camps got so out of hand at one point in time, um, that we were, we were actually hurt. We were hurting their development mm-hmm. because they were so serious and they were so hard and they had to compete at everything, and it was it was kind of like anti what they were supposed to be doing at that point in time in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point in time, I wouldn't mind seeing an, a no skating uh, mm-hmm. development camp. Yeah, some teams I I, I can't I think might be I think, Chicago. I think St. Yeah. Louis doesn't skate. Yeah. I think Winnipeg might not. Um, there there are more teams going to it now yeah. than than not. But we'll see. You know, I listen. I, I listen to Bomber on that too, and and. You know, I, I've got to let him have a, a. He knows these kids better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his group, so I, I, I have to listen to them too. Yeah, and then the prospect tournament uh, is now you guys host this season uh, in September, and is that going to be a new wrinkle to it this year? Uh, is St. Louis coming? St. Louis yep. is coming. Yeah, so it'll be three yeah. teams. So it'll be three teams, and we'll play. We'll play one of the two. Like for example, we'd play Chicago on Friday. Uh, Chicago would play St. Louis on Saturday. And we would play St. Louis on Sunday. The okay. home, the way we worked it out with, um, you know, uh, Kyle and, and and Doug is that the home team doesn't play back to back. Interesting. Yeah. Um, very cool. Um, 
So let's talk about the draft, uh, which, you know, you made uh, headlines because you're never going to have to pay for a drink at Tootsie's again, <laughs> um, which has got to be what, that had to be your goal uh, to go up there and make sure that nobody from the Minnesota Wild uh, staff ever has to pay Tootsie's again. Because back in the day, you can go in there and you can get a vodka soda for two bucks. Now it's it's like 15. It's like going to Vegas. Now. I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But that was a lot of fun. Um, I. I uh, it was a great place to have the draft. Um, it was a great week, and I yeah, I just I just wanted to have a little fun. <laughs> Craig Craig was sitting at the table, and I looked to him and I said, "I think I'm going to thank everybody at Tootsie's." And he looked at me, and he said, "No, you will." <laughs> He's like, "You will, you won't do that." He goes, "That would be awesome if you did it." He goes, "You won't do it." I said, "I'm like, yes, I will. I absolutely will." Um, but it was fun. Yeah, you know, it was fun. And then Brad Living got up there and said I had an open tab up there so it was uh, yeah, it, it was it, genius it was fun. Yeah. yeah um obviously it was it was kind of the highlight of the day and then uh luckily you remembered Charlie Stramel's name uh that's always like that to me has always got to be the most nerve-wracking thing going up there it's like you know who you're taking oh. but you do get you know it's easy yeah. to get that deer at headlights look well yeah you want to get it right you know yeah. like it's the kid's big day mm -hmm. and um it was funny. The previous year, I said for, I think it was for, yeah, it was for um, uh, Liam Ogren's pick. I went up, and I didn't even realize I said it. I said, Minnesota Wild's proud to pick Liam Ogren. Mm -hmm. And everybody says, proud to select. Uh -huh. So I went back, and Chris Drury was laughing at me. He goes, proud to pick. That was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize I said that. But I was laughing about it. I was laughing about it, but then I went back to my room. I was like, damn it, screwed it up. <laughs> oh, but you other... wanna, and some of the names, some of the names of the players are tough to pronounce, and some of the yeah. na names of where they play are tough to announce. So um, but I did think too the the send-off that David Poyle got was was really was really cool. Yeah. Um, nobody's gotten more respect, uh, you know. Than that guy. I mean, league wide, like it was just, it was really neat to see. Um, you know, even uh, Fitzy trading that one yep. pick to him. So, you know, uh, Barry, uh, David, and Fitzy were together on that one, and uh, the the David getting the whole standing ovation yep. at the end. It was just, it was, uh, it was really nice. It Very was, classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, it's funny because it. Uh, I said to Fitzy, I said, this is the longest scoop I've ever held in my life. He actually told me during the Stanley Cup final, I ran into him in the, in the hallway at, uh, in Florida because he was down there because his son plays for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me that, he goes, I talked to David today about maybe m us making the last trade together. Um, and he, they were just trying to figure out the circumstances. And then they came up with the seventh yeah, round pick great. idea. So it just, it's, it's perfect because Fitzy was the first ever captain of the, uh, the, the Nashville Predators. I still remember being in Plantation, Florida, as the Florida Panthers beat writer on a payphone in 1998 with Fitzgerald after he became the captain and signed with the Predators, became the captain, yeah. and just interviewing him. That was like, you know, back in the day, there were no cell phones. Yeah, just yeah. had to sit oh, there yeah, on, a, yeah. on a payphone. Uh, Fitzy's, Fitzy's a, he's a great guy, and he, I mean, yeah, he, he knew what to do. I mean, they had such great success in Florida, and he helped, uh, you know, uh, you know, pave the way in, in, in Nashville. They should have had Craig in that picture, too. I mean, yeah. he was right. Oh, no, he was gone by then. Craig was gone by then. But, like, what a great franchise it's turned out to be and just yep. a great just a great city to go and good atmosphere. Everything's been good, but Fitzy had a lot to do with that success. But 
David, David's been the man there for 26 years. It's, and it's good to have Barry back there too. I mean, he had. And man, had, uh, talk about, there, you know, at first I thought it was going to be a full rebuild. It doesn't look like it's going to be that way anymore. It's like they, yeah, obviously they got rid of Johansson and Duchesne, but then they go out and sign uh, Shannon or, or, you know, Ryan O'Reilly and Gus Nyquist, who is great for you guys. Yeah. Oh my God. Gus was great for us. It's good to see him get a nice deal with some term on it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know what, listen, it's, uh, um, it's a quick turnaround for them. Probably mm-hmm. they, when, when you have guys like, like, you know, like Roman Yossi, like Forsberg, um, when you have, when you have sorrows, um, you, you don't re I don't really think you have to have, Yeah. you know, I look, it's kind of like us, you know, we had Spurge, we had Eck, we had Brodeen, we had. Felino, um, you know, we had Kaprizov coming. Like, is that really the time to do a full rebuild? You mm-hmm. know, so I think they made some really great moves. They got some some good character guys in there. It's yeah, it's, it looks they did a nice job. Um, I don't know if I've ever covered a draft where it was almost impossible to move up or down. Uh, you know, I mean, it was like I, I, I saw you a couple times on the phone. You know, clearly there were attempts to maybe move up and get certain players, um, you know, I, and and it was just impossible to make. And there were, it felt like there were almost no prices that could be paid that that when a team got to their guy and their guy was there, they wanted to take that pick no matter yeah. what. Well, because of that, prices were high mm-hmm. because you're comfortable picking. And I think everybody in the end, it just I mean, it played out that everybody just wanted to make their pick. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah, it was it was a pretty uneventful first round, but everybody comes out of there happy. Yep. You um you you basically kind of admitted that that well you not kind of you did admit that for the first time probably uh, that you've seen as a GM where you actually maybe skipped a guy on your list to get the center because that it, you went position specific. Mm-hmm. My gut says it was Gabe Perot, um, you know, who's obviously a great offensive talent, but he's not a center and he's not the greatest skater in the world. So you guys went and, and took the big center in that position. How much do you feel that a guy like Charlie Stramel is going to eventually one put his freshman year of university of Wisconsin behind him, but continue to develop and get to the, be the guy that you hope uh, that he will be. Uh, I, yeah, I won't comment on who we who we pass mm-hmm. over. Um, we could have had a number of players at that that we liked at that position, so it wasn't just it wasn't just mm-hmm. one. Um, uh, first of all, I don't think Charlie should put last year in the rearview mirror. Just you got to remember the things that that you've gone through, uh, you know, to, to help you move forward. Um, look, at, he's got a history of of scoring. The jump, the jump as a true freshman to college hockey nowadays is extremely difficult. It's, and it's, it can be even more difficult if you're a big power forward because you just have to get acclimated to it. If, you know, and, and you know what? To be quite honest, he wasn't on a very strong team. Yep. Things were not going well there. Um, and if things aren't going well for the team, then things aren't going to go great production wise for individuals but there's enough of a track record uh for us to you know be very excited about that and and it's kind of crazy but and i you know the, these guys that run the draft they they have it so pinpointed we knew that we would probably get Char- charlie or somebody in that area but 
I remember Judd specifically saying, this is probably our guy. Mm-hmm. This is in January. Yeah. At our meetings. Yeah. And they just have it sold. It's great. Judd, yeah, Judd it, it's said just, that his mock draft was dead on. Dead like, on. Like it was like even Fantilli going three. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah. 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 That's the way we had it. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it, that it's, is bonkers to me. It's really impressive. Yeah. Um, from now on, as the athletic, instead of doing all these mock drafts, we just need to call Judd and be like, "Hey, can you give us your list?" <laughs> like, Please don't a, do that. Well, not, 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 <laughs> you can skip your wild guy, but you know, give us the top twenty because uh, yeah. this way it'll look so much smarter. Um, it's funny because Joe Smith did our mock draft at the athletic, and I think the guy he picked went like freaking like 80th. <laughs> so, so, so I don't, I, I'm guessing that uh, that he didn't get the right guy. Um, Let's talk about uh, free agency. Uh, I know that I know I know the way that you are, and I gotta think that you that day, even though you knew that it was gonna be a silent and quiet day for you, it had to be just beyond aggravating, right? Yeah, it was a little. It was just boring. It was just yeah. you know. In in but hey, look, I, I you know I'm, I'm the worst thing you can do is just make a mistake on yeah. that day, and if I did something just to do it or just to give my ego a shot. That would have been so stupid. No. I would have, we could really, or I, I could really put us in a tough spot if I just did something to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have that, had to trade guys. I mean, there, yeah, there, there, there and, wasn't and, even like something you could do to and look, our, yeah. our time might come, let might come where we're, you know, over the cap at some point in time, but we got to, you know, move and shuffle things around late mm-hmm. or, but we're not, you know, I, I just don't feel right putting us in that spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, slow day, a little boring, yeah. But we knew that going in, too. So, mm-hmm. it's not it's not like it was a big surprise. Um, four or five hours into free agency, though, you, you signed Vinny Letary to the two-way contract. You know, it is it is really funny because the way your cap situation is right now, that 775 might be more comfortably fit into your cap over even an $850,000 oh, prospect sure. right now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, pretty smart negotiating from Ben Hankinson's point of view to keep him at the league minimum, which I don't know if that was even an option with you to go Was it really higher. that smart by you Ben? Know, yeah, I know. Was it really? <laughs> he did get the 550, so that was smart, too. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, Vinny is somebody that I think that you probably even think that he can make the team regardless, right? I do, I do. And I, I think Vinny's a really good player. I, I have since he was with the Rangers. Um I, I saw him a lot because I was working in Wilkes-Barre. He was with uh, Hartford. Um, I mean, he can really skate. He can really shoot. It's, it's you know, this isn't, uh, a, a, this is not a, a circumstance of, you know, bringing, a, you know, a, a kid home to Minnesota. This is about strengthening our team and our depth mm-hmm. and having a player that can play in the National Hockey League uh, in your organization. Like, Vinny is a, very good player, and and I do I do think he has the ability to to play. And he told you you said that he was pretty honest with you, and the fact that that uh, he was glad that he went other places to sort of mold his game before he eventually came to to this situation. Yeah, because I, he feels like he can handle this situation. Yeah, I, th- I think that was a really mature thing to do for a young man. And hey, look, the draw is to you know he, guys like playing at home now. Like, mm-hmm. This is pretty exciting for him. But like to just Hey, you know what? Like, you, you, you know, I, I, I did the same thing. Look, I grew up in Massachusetts. I played my junior hockey there. I went to Boston College. 
All I knew was Massachusetts. You know, there's a big world out there. And getting drafted, going down to New Jersey, like being around New York City, um, that it, it was it was great. And then all the other different places. Like, so then I went to Edmonton, Western Canada, and then I came home to play in Boston, and I was much more equipped for it. Right. Um, you know, I was 20. No, I was 30. I was 30. Wow. Um, yeah, so I was 30 years old, so I was much more equipped to handle uh, playing in my hometown. I didn't, I didn't care what the paper said or the TV said or whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't have social media then. But, yeah. Um, so I think, I think Vinny coming back now is much more equipped to, to handle it. But then again, you know, you take a kid like – you take some of these young kids, you take Charlie – they've been wanting this since they were a kid. They, they played on the big stage more now, like at a young age now than ever before. You know, they play in world juniors, the U 18s, the U 20, all this stuff. So they can handle this. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm glad we have them. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing that Strangle, by the way, said that the, one of the other colleges that really heavily recruited him was BU. And I told him it was a pretty oh. good, yeah, oh, probably yeah. lucky that he didn't wind we up doing passed. that option. You we would have definitely passed. gone over him, taking the other guy. Um, next up, uh, Pat Maroon. Chris Drury would have traded up to get him. Yeah. <laughs> but we would have passed. Yeah, exactly, no doubt. Um, so, um, obviously, then you make the trade for Pat Maroon on uh, day after uh, free agency. It was a uh, day l- later. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing with that one, obviously, Tampa's caps crunch your cap crunch was there any thought of you of maybe you know i don't know how imminent that tampa had to make that move but was there any thought of you like hey you know julian let's talk in a couple of weeks once i see what my rfa is signed by like is there worry that even that 800 right now could put you in a bit of a tight hole 800 was the number that, mm-hmm. that we had earmarked for that spot mm-hmm. and you know julian and i worked something out where it could work for both sides and it, it just worked and you know, with with Pat's, uh, you know, uh, w- w- with his credentials as a hard nosed player and a and a champion, it was it was just it's just a good fit. Mm-hmm. And um, in talking to him that night, I just you know he was so excited and uh, just everything was everything was about Minnesota and coming to Minnesota yeah. and winning and just. Yeah, that, w- that was it. That was really all that came out of his mouth was, can't wait, love Minnesota. It's all about Minnesota. It's all about winning. Like, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have him. And when you, when you make that call, is, is there that first, like, worry on your part? Like, all right, I'm taking this guy out of Tampa where he's won two cups. Is he going to be, uh, you know, devastated? I mean, is there that first initial worry? Or, and did he sort of immediately take those aside because I was shocked when we had him on the call too. He was, there was no, like there's no, no dejection. Like nothing. Was, yeah. yeah, no, it was, moved on. um, but I think that's, that's somebody that knows the business mm-hmm. that really understands where he is, um, in his life and his career, uh, what he has to do to continue to play and, and, and places that he's going. He knows he's coming to a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe there's another, maybe there's a few other teams where if he got that call, he wouldn't be as excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he, you know, and, and you know me, I like guys like this. He's an old, he's an old bullshit guy. Yeah. 
and I don't think he's going to tell me what I want to hear. He's yeah. going to speak the truth, and and he really thinks that we're a good team, and, and he's excited. So, um, Yeah, and if, if you're an athletic subscriber, by the way, one of my favorite stories that I wrote last year during the Stanley Cup final, I did a feature on Pat Maroon playing his fourth straight uh, final, uh, going after his fourth straight cup. They wound up losing it, but I talked to his parents for that story as well. So go to theathletic.com, and you can read that story, and it was just... It was a very fun story that I wrote in the middle of that Tampa Bay, uh, uh, Colorado series. Um, I like him too because he looks like the lead singer from Manchester Orchestra. Do you know that band? It's a really, really good band. Manchester he, he Orchestra. He looks exactly yeah. like the lead singer. Um, you got to check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, we'll cool search band. the World Wide Web yeah. for that. Um, and that was smart of Ben Hankinson to make sure that Minnesota wasn't on his no trade list. I, Wait, I ben can't. had, don't credit <laughs> Ben with this. He had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I just think he that had nothing if, if to Ben do had a it. client that had Minnesota on the no trade, I think you'd have him like ring him up. Like, no, yeah. God, I <laughs> I love Ben Hankinson like a brother. <laughs> ben had nothing to do with it. Have you have uh, you seen? I mean, you've seen him. His mustache and his glasses oh, getting out of control. His his wife Gwen is a saint. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you make the trade for uh, Patty Maroon, and then uh, we find out yesterday that um, that. Philip Gustafson and Brandon Duham file for arbitration. Um, I know that you said that, hey, uh, I mean, that's just process yeah, for a player. Yeah. At a minimum, <laughs> at a minimum, it sure is no contract dispute. You're not going to have to be dealing with another Fiala-type situation or even Kaprizov going into training camp this year. You're going to get them done well in advance. Yeah. I mean, that they should file. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's fine. Uh, it's it, This is all just part of, uh, you know, the, the process. And, yeah, we... We know we'll get them. We know we'll get them signed. Um, we feel we know what you know the ARB numbers will be. Um, you know that that's totally according to us. I'm sure they have different ones, but it's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The um, you know Dewey, my gut says that gets done pretty quickly. Uh, you know, or, or at least well in advance of of the actual eventual ARB hearing date, which we'll find out this weekend. Um, Gus seems though it, you guys are probably in in different stratospheres in terms of opinion of what the range should be. And so, do you think that we're going to wind up seeing that go to uh, arbitration? You know what, Mike? I, I honestly I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, and it's like I said, this sometimes this can be a simple process. Sometimes it can get a little more a uh, little more difficult, but eventually we'll get there and. You know, we'll, we'll we'll be okay. I mean, could it be a little longer process? Yeah, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you wind up, um, you know, the way it works, by the way, for people listening at home on ARB is that the Wild are going to give a number that is probably way lower than they think that they're going to eventually pay them and that they're going to give a number that's way higher than the arbitrator will probably give them. So don't freak out when that comes out probably 48 hours before when all of a sudden you see the Wild give a number that is like maybe a, a million plus uh, part in the range. Um, but if they wind up going, if the third party arbitrator, if you wind up in that situation, goes on the high end, do you are you like do you have enough cap space to land on whatever that high yeah, number could we're, be? We're fine with whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chris is really good at, at just building in buffers and and things like that. Um, you know, you can't go into it banking on anything. Really, mm-hmm. um, you, you you trust the. You trust the process, yep. and and you go forward, but you have to plan for it too. Yep. So we're we're all set, and um, 
yeah, we're we're ready for whatever. It doesn't, yeah, doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, some of these uh, GMs have been signing some goalies to some high numbers. <laughs> I'm sure every time a goalie's number comes out, you're like, oh my god, enough. No, nah, no, nah. not really. <laughs> it, it's a it's on a when you go to Arb, it's a case by case, mm -hmm. and it doesn't. You know, there's all sorts of different. Uh, you, you know, some guys are. Look at some guys are UFAs. You know, some guys are, you know, part RF. You know, they're RFAs, but they're selling UFA years. So right, it, it you know, and you know, you look at like Aiden Hill. Like, he, well, he just he just won the Stanley Cup. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and he's at a reasonable number. Mm -hmm. So it's it's yeah, it's it's you know, I don't want to. I'm not trying to negotiate publicly so i don't right, really yeah, want to do it's it. just it, it's a process we're going through it we're we have open dialogue do we always agree on stuff no but that that's normal yeah that's a negotiation yep. you were you were a player that had contract disputes as a player so i mean do you yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know i i mean hold uh, like two holdouts like, and, yeah. and arbitration i yeah. was a pain in the ass so um so also like a lot of like back in the day when I first started covering arbitration cases, it got contentious. And now they've ha they've changed it up where there's it's not like a court case anymore. You you hand in your briefs and it's not a lot of arguing. You got to keep it statistical based. Do you, do you and you with that context of what you went through? I mean, I, like I guess wild to fans me, wonder was, if you're gonna. It was brutal. Yeah. Because um, I, yeah, I yeah. just had my my best year ever, and it was my hometown team and. You know, I had to I had to go into the hearing and um, and there were statistical things that you know you can't lie about. But then there was like yeah. things said, and and I got really I got yeah. really mad at Michael Connell, who's a who's a great guy, great guy. You know, I he, Mike's a friend, but I was I was I was steamed. Yeah, like it ruined the relationship between John Van Beesburg and the Panthers. You know, yeah, and it can be. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been yet, but I, I'd, yeah. As, as a player, and, and as a player, you know, we're. I wanted to, I wanted to get something done beforehand. The team wanted to go. I, I don't, I don't know what their thinking was, but it didn't seem like they really wanted to negotiate. They just wanted to see what would happen in Arb, and yeah, it worked out. It was yeah. good. It was um, fine. But the other thing is because of that context, I'm sure that you understand the business that you're not holding this against Philip Gustafson by any stretch. Absolutely, of the yeah, not. yeah, no, yeah, not holding it against anybody. Yep, no, and even like you know, like the the agents, they're they're doing the best for their clients. Mm -hmm. They're doing what they're using the CBA. They're doing all this stuff. They're good people. Like I, you know what, I have a lot of like Kurt Overhart is is Gus is. I've known Kurt for years. He's he's mm -hmm. a good guy. We get along great. We're we're just doing our jobs, yeah. And you know, if 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 you don't have thick skin in this business, then then you're not going to last long. And you, you gotta you gotta be able to put that stuff. You know, it's water under the bridge, right? Um, and then the third uh, restricted free agent is Kalen Addison. I know that you said that you really haven't gotten going on that. He doesn't have the leverage of Arb and, and right. things like that. Right. How do you how do you handle this though? Because I'm sure that you you know you know he's got a qualifying offer at seven eighty seven five, but he also has Newport. <laughs> which uh you know they like to negotiate um you know how do you, how do you handle this if all of a sudden they they start coming at you at a number that isn't tenable no it's a negotiation mm -hmm. like you know they can they can come at us with with whatever they want mm -hmm. it's but you know like they don't just throw stuff out there they they have 
people too. They have analytics. They have all the 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 uh, resources that we have. Mm-hmm. And you know they they look at the marketplace. They they don't come in just gunslinging. It, it it's a real negotiation. You know, and like I said, we we disagree on some things, but for the most part, you know, we we work we work together to to find common ground, and that's how that's how deals get done. Um, I find arbitration fascinating too because you know Chris is a lawyer by trade. He's done a lot of these before that never actually get to arb. That's the way mm-hmm. an assistant GM has to work. Uh, Chris O'Hearn is who I'm talking about. But eventually, you actually do bring it to attorneys, right, to help write the brief and things like that. Yeah. Um, does that process already start, or do you wait till the nitty gritty where it becomes really clear, like, hey, we are going? Um, you start. Yeah, I don't know what Chris's timing on, on it is, but yeah, you start. You know, you ha- you hire outside lawyers, and you start. They start to build a case. Um, you know, for the team. I, I almost said against the player, but that doesn't that doesn't sound great. Right. It's just it's it's for it's from the team's perspective, and you know they they do the same, and um, and then we go, and it's uh, you know the arbitrator reads both sides and comes to a decision, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're happy with it, sometimes you're not. Cool. But like I said, it's, it's just a process. And I'm lucky too, like Mike Murray, Matt Sells, Chris O'Hearn, all three are lawyers. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And when I'm sitting in the room with those guys and they, they're they talking their talk, I'm, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like, so. just dumb it down for me a little bit. <laughs> but, they, but it's incredible because, <coughs> excuse me, they uh, – when they look at documents, they can they can really dissect it a different way that you know a, a hockey player can. <laughs> yeah. So I'm lucky to have those guys. Wings for the game, boom, cash back. New lucky jersey, boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Let's uh, a couple more on the off season, and then let's go to some uh, Twitter questions. Which some are really funny, some are some are serious. Asking about uh, questions with the team uh, schedule came out the other day. Um, you know, it started off with a home game against Florida, then you go on the road out to Eastern Canada. Um, you got you got Sweden in there. You end the season with a long road trip. Uh, what do you think uh, as, of the schedule as a whole? I like it. I mm-hmm. like our schedule. Yeah, I I, I think um, you know what. You always have a little complaint here or there, but this year, I, I you know what? Yeah, the, do we want to end with a long road trip at the end of the year? No, but you know what? We have the Frozen Four, mm-hmm. so you accept that. But other than that, I, I think our, I think our schedule is great. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, no, no complaints at all. Um, uh, and then at the end of training camp, will you do another getaway trip like you did last year to Iowa? Or, or? Yeah, we were looking at that. Um, I mean, we'd like to. Uh, I, I got to be honest, I forget what the dates are and if mm-hmm. we're going to. What we'd rather do is 
do it during training camp. Right. And I think there's a couple day window. Yeah, between exhibition with, games. Yeah, between exhibition games where we can do it mm-hmm. there. That's that's better. Can I pick the getaway trip if I if I'm covering it? Always taking yeah. requests. I'm I'm gonna go with Napa. <laughs> Napa. Yeah. It's got to be about the beat writer. Are we going to take him to team dinner at the French Laundry? Yeah, actually, there's some great... Yeah, we, like, gotta, we, gotta, under, we got like a bunch San, in here, man. The San Jose Sharks have a great spot that they go... It's, I think it's Minor, uh, the, the yeah, winery Dave, there. Dave, Dave Minor. Dave Minor's go, a big hockey And you fan. go down into that under... You've, I'm sure you've been in that cave with the I, giant kit table and everything. I it's have not, amazing. but I, I met Dave Minor through yep. a good friend of mine, Bert George, yep. who's got a, the best wine store in the world out, out in San Jose. Um. Look at this! I just so, I just booked our trip. So I have I have a couple bottles uh, signed by Dave. Yeah, I have a bunch um, of mine. I met him. I met him briefly a yeah. couple times through Bert, and yeah, um, yeah it's great wine. Yeah. Um, yeah come on, man! <laughs> Napa Valley. I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be a fun trip. I um, do too. Yeah. You might lose the first week of the season, but no big deal. Um, yeah, I might lose our budget too. <laughs> um. And then, uh, God, there was one other I had for you on the on the season. Um, but you, you got prospect tournament exhibition. Um, what do you are you ex- excited about the whole Sweden trip? I am. We, weird timing though. Your two games they play like like two games like nineteen hours apart or twenty hours apart. Yeah, that's all right though. We're I just don't let it bother you, right? You know, and and honestly, I'm very excited about it. I I like things like this. I think it does. I think it does great things for the league. I think it does great things for the Minnesota Wild, um, for our players, especially the Swedish guys. But yeah. these are also bonding moments too. Like they're they're fun, yep. you know. And and I think you know in the you know we're not right in the middle of the season, but in the in the season where you just mix it up just a little bit, I think it's I think yep. it's good. You know what's really cool about that trip? I still remember 2010 when the Wild went to Finland. Now, as you mentioned, like the Wild had Mietinen and Koivu, uh, so they were just huge rock stars there. But then Granlin was playing junior hockey there or professional hockey for IFK, so he comes over and got to be around the team. You you might get to do that with Ogren depending on his schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, usually you have to bring a third goalie, so theoretically you could bring Wallstadt. Theoretically. Yeah. So, uh, um, and then obviously we, the Wild have uh, Johansson, Eric Snick, um, Brodeen, and uh, Gustafson. So it'll be really, really fun for them. Um, obviously, um, guys have also, what's really neat, this is the first season that I can remember where it just feels, Billy, that you have a first offseason I can remember where you have a lot of guys that have decided. Um, maybe with some urging to stay in town and work with your your staff. And, um, you know, Addison, Boldy's here, Rosie's here. Um, a lot of guys have stuck around here because it just feels like they are determined to um, ma- make major impacts next Rosie year. is the only guy that we encourage to stay here. Mm-hmm. The rest of the guys have done it um, on their own, uh, which, is, which is great. Um, I, I was at the rink today, and I saw a bunch of guys. Johnny Merrill was in there. Ryan Hartman was in town. I think Luke Cunning's getting married this weekend, so a bunch of guys are in for it. Um, Addy was in there. Freddie Goudreau, Vinny Letary. Uh, yeah, we had, we had a bunch of guys. But hey, man, uh, like I've always, I used to think you guys from Minnesota were crazy for uh, not going to Cape Cod in the summer, right? But it is it's it's fantastic here in the summer. Yeah, I mean, so why wouldn't you want to be here? Yeah. By the and way, bo- and it's so good. Yeah. Boldy, 
Baldy, a Massachusetts kid that yeah. go, was going to the Cape Cod, is staying here. That says a lot. Yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely, and he's going to get to play in a professional golf tournament at the end of the summer up in uh, Brainerd. Um, by the way, oh, if is he playing in there? Yeah, yeah, he oh, got the great, uh, great, tour great. exemption. I know exemption. Actually, I met a kid that's uh, that's uh, that's playing in that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's he's like a Canadian to tour event yeah, that's yeah, in Brainerd. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we'll have to figure out a way to cover that. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you're running around town this this uh, weekend and you see a bunch of NHL players here, don't tweet me saying, hey, my God, the Wild might be trading for this guy. Half the league is here for weddings this weekend between Vilateri and Cunning. Um, you know, uh, I know Zegers. And, I mean, all those guys are coming in uh, from teams that those, team, those guys have played on. So yeah. uh, just... You know, chillax on the rumors if you see guys <laughs> at airports and running around town at the Mall of America or whatever. Um, all right, let's go to um, ask you some Twitter questions. Uh, Russo's coffee guy, who I don't think I met, I uh, know, uh, asked, how do you get Boldy's game better equipped for playoff hockey? I know that he was very um, honest about um, his postseason. You were honest about it. And, and it's just a matter of trial by fire. He, you, know? you mean getting his game better yeah, in the just, playoffs? Yeah, like, like just, you know. You think a lot of it's just sort of remembering that you got to yeah, play with I, an FU. Yeah, and I, I think just getting into the guts of the the offensive zone. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not always pretty hockey, and it's it's paying the price. It's going to it's taking the extra whack in front of the net. You know, his he he's going to produce. He's going to get, um, you know, be able to make plays and things like that. But you 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 just got to get you got to get into the traffic. Mm-hmm. And really, kind of simplify and, and simplify your game, and just kind of gut it out. Sometimes that's just that's the best way I can actually put it. Right, uh, the Gin Doctor. What a what a great Twitter name. The Gin Doctor um, obviously likes his uh, gin and tonics. Um, who has to overperform next year for us to have a shot at the run? I'm sure you would use a different term, not overperform. But I mean, I, you, you, obviously, you had a lot of guys that a couple years ago had career years this year. Maybe took a step back. Um, I think Marcus Foligno was somebody that was uh, hurt pretty much half the year and is probably going to come into training camp a different player. Hartman obviously got hurt in the playoffs. Um, you know, Eck was hurt in the playoffs. Kaprizov wasn't back to a hundred percent. Do you feel like with just good health that you will be more of the team that I'm sure that you expected them to be in uh, in the first round? Yeah. Um I think being healthy is the key. Uh, look at get you know that one year. It, I I don't want to discount what anybody is, but that one year we had like nine guys with career years. That's 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 rare. <clears throat> uh, you know, Marcus having twenty three goals. Yeah, we'd love it if Marcus can get back to twenty three goals. But what we want, we we need Marcus healthy. And playing the right way. Mm-hmm. If he's playing the right way, will he get twenty three again? I don't know. But can he get us? Can he get us fifteen to twenty? Yep. You know that to me, the way he plays, the way he manages the puck, uh, how he's on every night, that's more important than scoring a few extra goals. Right. Um, same with Hartsey. You know, I always, I always, you know, like I've always said, like I, I connect with those guys because that's the way I played. And it's like when Hartsey is himself doesn't try to be a Zuki or a Kirill. He's, he's better. I said, I used to always say, you know what? I, I used to just go get the puck and give it to the good players, <laughs> you know, like the Dougie Waits and the, you know, the, the Joe Thornton's and guys like that. And 
and then and then get open. Go do the dirty work, and that's what those guys have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do that, they get rewarded for it. And right. and that, hey, look, it's you are who you are, mm-hmm. and we'd all love to be Kirills and Zukis, but we can't. And Kirills and Zukis need Ryan Hartman's and and Marcus Felino's too. Right. Uh, but by the way, the kid that I met, I met him at Arizona State. He's playing in that tournament. His name's Chris, uh, I think it's Corte, Court, K-O-R-T-E. Okay. He's a great kid, though. Um, just met him randomly with my my daughter one night, him and his girlfriend. We were having dinner next to him, and he's on tour now. Or nice. Canadian tour. So he's going to be playing up there, and uh, Very maybe cool. Bolds get, uh, just get give him a paired little, with him. Give him a little plug right now. Yeah, yeah. He's a good kid. There you go. Um how much? Uh, so tonight I'm doing a podcast over at Elsie's and a bunch of wild uh, players, former uh, Spurgeon's coming, um, Doobie, uh, former wild great uh, Nate Prosser, um, and and a bunch of and a bunch of people. I don't know uh, how he turned out so well because his I know his old man is yeah, just yeah. Her, the mom's fantastic. Yeah, the dad's really smokes cigars and left and right. He's pretty overbearing yeah. guy. Yeah. Um. So um. So. So Pross is coming, and then obviously Eric Stolhansky, Greg Ostertag, seven foot two. Um, but Spurge is somebody. I mean, I'm, I, we won't pepper him tonight on this, but I know that we want to sit down with him at some point and and talk to him about his postseason because I I know that he beat himself up pretty good um, over the way over his his um, you know execution and and being on the ice for a lot of goals and things like that. How how have you have you had that conversation with him? And is there any concern with you that maybe you know come playoff he just is a different level for him compared to the great regular seasons that we always see from him? I haven't had the conversation with him yet. Um, we we kind of missed each other, uh, but hey, look, you play long enough, mm-hmm. you're going to have an off playoff year. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Spurge was all that bad, to be quite honest with you. Um, was he at his best? Nah, maybe not. But like I said, you play long enough, you're gonna you're gonna have one of those years, yeah, or a couple, yeah. It's just it's just the way it goes. So, um, yeah, I I would hope he's moved on now. Um, I mean, he, look, that guy does so much for us. It's really hard to like sit here and criticize a guy like that because mm-hmm. he does he. He gives so much, and um, you know, and, and you know, when a, when a guy struggles or doesn't feel great about himself, you know, regardless if it's him or somebody else, he you don't want your guys to feel like that. You feel bad for him, and you want to try to pick him up. Cool. A couple more minutes in the show. We'll go through some quick hitters here. Uh, Mateo asks, uh, could we see Walker, Beckman, or Hunt, uh, Damon Hunt, next year with the big club for extended stretches, or are they mostly Iowa players? I know that you've said that you're going to give them every opportunity. They have every opportunity. Just mm-hmm. come in and make an impact. Come mm-hmm. in and do something. Don't uh, wait. Don't wait for it. But you know, uh, again, for extended stretches, uh, we don't know. Depends you know, on it health. Depends. And, yeah, yeah, it depends on it. You got to. You got to see. So I, I can't say. And like, d- this is a you know funny thing. Like guys always think like, well, what's my opportunity going to be? Well, I I can't tell you. Right. I can't. T- I, I'm not blocking out 15 games for you. <laughs> so you can get comfortable for five and then play well for five and then tail off for five. I, I'm, I can't do that. Yeah. So um, fishing MNS, is there a consideration to extend Zuccarello? And for that matter, Felino? or do you wait? There's, there's, there's always an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I'm sure you want to see your cap space before you get into that, though, right? Or, or no? Sure, they do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, uh, Codes McGoats asks, are you going to the state fair, and how would you rank the food in Minnesota there? State fair, absolutely. I love the state fair. I remember you showed up at the fan the other day with a, I mean, last year with like a beer and a, a corn dog. Of and course, her, yeah, yeah. I my personal favorite is the Pronto Pup. Mm-hmm. And I, I love corn dogs, but Pronto Pups are uh, just different. It's like a pancake batter or something. I just, yeah, that that's, yeah, I like the beer, mm-hmm. the beer area too. That's that's good. Thomas asks, this is a good question because I asked, and it's a good question because I asked you on the Zoom the other day. So now we know it's a good question. Uh, but Thomas, he actually asked it better than I did. Um, but he says, you know, when is when is there a time in your mind that maybe you have to give young kids trial by fire? Just say, you know what? We're not signing a maroon. We're just going to let Adam Beckman or a Sammy Walker or some other kid just play. Yeah, that, I mean that's a good question, and um, you know that that time could be coming, and it's. But it, it's also you have to see the progression of the young player in order to do that, mm-hmm. and they haven't been. They haven't been ready to do that because when you get called up, that's your showcase. You you don't get, like I just said, you, you're guaranteed that one game that you're in the lineup. So do something. And then you go from there. You keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And then next thing you know, you're an NHL player. Yeah. But it's very hard for us to say, okay, we're just going to, we're, we're just going to go young. Yeah. That's called a rebuild. Yep. They can't all be Nate Prosters, right? You gotta, no, you gotta, they yeah. can't. Yep. You got to, you can't. know, you get an assist your first game Beating in Edmonton. All the odds. And yep, exactly. Um, Minnesota Wild 1989 um, asks, and this is probably, um, I don't know how much you're going to agree with everything, but this actually gets us to the point of what the plan is once the buyout dead money is over. But he says, after a year of falling short, the Golden Knights concluded that they needed a first line center in Eichel and number one D and Petrangelo to go win a cup. Do you feel the same way about the Wild and simply have to wait two years until you're able to make those big moves? Yes. It, it, well, I'm not saying what moves we need to make, right. but it will, I mean, in, in two years, we'll, we'll have more flexibility. Mm-hmm. We don't really have the flexibility to, to do some of those things, to make some of those moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. Yeah, you know yep. we could. Uh, that's a that's a very good question. It's just something that I think is is also more circumstantial. Let's see where we are. Let's see who the player is, what the cost would be. That's a really good question. Right. And I'll actually be doing a story later this summer. He actually did ask it better than you. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'll actually be doing a story later this summer where where Bill kind of. You know, talks uh, more, communicates his plan in the next couple of years. A um, couple more for you, then we'll wrap up. Uh, Rock NHL says, um, I love this question because people always love like the insight of like a GM. Um, what was the hardest move that you've made in terms of having to tell a player that they're moving on? Like, what, you know, I'm, you know, so, some people think that GMs are robots and you just call up and say, hey, you've been traded. But, uh, like, but there are those times where you develop. I remember that first year you go to Vale and your buddies, you know, you, you get to know the entire team, but then you had to make tough, tough moves that year. Yeah, how, tough. how tough is that? Like, uh, to, like, what's the hardest one where you had to call that player and say, sorry, you're, you're out of here? Uh, Kulikov. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Kulikov, yeah. Really? Yep. 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 Uh, you know what? It was just the timing of it. Yeah, right. He's, it was the timing of it. Cool. Who would he's ever expect that he's a, he's a fantastic guy. Um, he's got an awesome family. Um, and, you know, we had talked to n- numerous teams about him. And it, I felt it could have been done a lot earlier. It just And it just wasn't, though. There was no real pressure. And then I, I felt really, you know, he had just gotten here. His kids were in school. They just started. The timing was just the timing stunk. That was that was a tough one. Um, they're all they're all tough, but some they're just more necessary. And you know what? I I, I always look back to like I got traded a bunch. I played on a bunch of teams, so they'll 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 be okay. A um, couple more. Uh, if you had to go to a sandwich shop on the Jersey Shore, what's your go-to order? This is from Josh Halva. Oh man! Well, to be honest with you, we always a lot of the time we go to Wawa. Okay. And Wawa it's is a gas station, right? Or no? Yeah, Wawa. It's like gas station. The one in Ocean City doesn't have a gas station, okay. but yeah, you get you get everything. You get the New York Post. You get orange juice. You get eggs. You get a roast beef hoagie, or you get you know buffalo mac and cheese. You get your morning coffee. It's it's the best. So we always go to we go to Wawa, and there's another place that we. I, I like Primo Hoagies too. Primo Hoagies is good, but then the pizzas pizza is awesome too. We go we got a little place three blocks from us or two blocks from us, Randazzo's. We get it there all the time. But then preps on the boardwalk, and and uh, it used to be called Mac and Manco, mm-hmm. but now it's called Manco and Manco, and uh, and those, those are those are three great spots for pizza. Um, somebody asked about Pavel Novak. Did you get to talk to him today? Yeah, I saw yep. him today. He looks great. And he's back to full board. Yep, like he'll yep. be a, full, full blast. Yep. He looks healthy as a horse and, uh, he's such a great kid. He's, he's doing right. great. Here's my favorite question of the show and our final one. Richard asks, uh, when you see Michael Russo's name on your phone calling, what is your first reaction? Uh, A, I just talked to you yesterday. B, I just talked to you an hour ago. C, I just need a Russo free moment. D, all of the above. <laughs> I I, I could see it. that. I could be a pest. Um, no, I, I think you're uh, you're not a pest. You are uh, persistent. <laughs> but that's why you have success too, yeah. Mike. You. Well, I appreciate. Well, it. I guess that's why people read your stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, here's the last one. What advice would you give someone in college trying to make it in the hockey world? This is from Wild Boys Fifty Nine. Good final question. Ooh, that's a that's a real good one, and it's it's hard because you. You know, so many people want to be in sports. They want to be, um, they want to be in hockey ops. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, listen, I, I look, I look at a guy like Chris O'Hearn, and I know he grew up in the game, but he's been everything. Chris O'Hearn was going to law school, New yep. England School of Law in Boston. And on his off days, or when he could, or game days maybe it was, he went and worked for the Boston Bruins yep. on game days, folding towels, filling water bottles. He was in law school. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. Do what you have to do to get in the door. Like, yeah, sweep floors. You know what? I, honestly, like, yeah, wash towels, fold them, do whatever. 
but educate yourself. Don't think you're above any job and, and make connections and, and, and build on the relationships. It's hard. It's really hard to get in, but, um, yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. And, and, uh, yeah, make yourself invaluable. Yeah. Reed, uh, during the All-Star break, if you go back uh, to, uh, so the Wild opened the season uh, this past season in Arizona after the All-Star break, and I did a big feature on Chris O'Hearn. If you didn't read that, if you're listening, go back and read that. He tells some really funny stories, basically, about how, like, when he became a, you know, director of hockey ops in Phoenix, he'd go, he's, he's got a great the, story. He's at, yeah, he's in he's Boston, and all story. of a sudden, he's it's like, what are you doing here? He's yeah. like, oh, I, you know. And do you know what you, you get... <coughs> Like, I think the, the key is, too, he did it for nothing. Mm-hmm. He did it for nothing. And then yeah. when he got hired, when we all got hired, you don't make big money. Yeah. But you got to start out. It, it, and, it, and it takes a while. <laughs> but, I, like, anybody like, like that, if you don't have the playing background, which you, you don't really need, educate yourself. Get educated. You yeah. know, be a lawyer. Get a business degree. Uh, you know, uh, learn learn statistics, um, all all that stuff. Awesome, Billy. Uh, appreciate it. Have a great rest of your off season. Uh, hopefully, you you know between arbitration and all that stuff, you get some time off, uh, get some vacation in with Kara and your family, and uh, we'll see you come training camp. But I'll be calling you probably every second. So. Yeah, I'll talk to you later this afternoon. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Uh, that is Billy Garen, and here's a word from one of our sponsors. Well, my thanks to Billy Garen for joining this week's edition of Straight from the Source. He just is always willing to come on the podcast and and talk to all you wild fans. So hopefully you enjoy these conversations. He's been on like uh, 20 times. So thanks to Bill Garen for joining as always. As you know, there's podcasts throughout our platform. I also co-host the uh, Athletic Hockey Show every Wednesday, although that date might be changing next season. So pay attention to that. But uh, this week's uh, Wednesday roundtable, the Athletic Hockey Show, Rob Pizzo, Jesse Granger, and I talked to Columbus Blue Jackets GM, Yarmo Kekalainen, so go check that out. And you can get a new subscription to The Athletic for just $2 per month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source. Again, that's theathletic.com slash straight from the source. Straight from the source returns next season. That's right, I'm going on a little bit of a hiatus here until the start of next season. But as always, from all Minnesota Wild News, don't forget to follow Joe Smith and me on Twitter um, at Joe Smith NHL and Russo Hockey on Twitter. And also, of course, anywhere on The Athletic. Have an awesome summer, everybody.